Hi guys, welcome to the fourth episode of the Talk Aviation Podcast. My name is James. I'm your host today. This week has been one of the more interesting as JetBlue starts transatlantic flights from Boston and Elvis Presley's private jet is now for sale. Anyways, without further talk, in this week's show, a pigeon gets lost, Elon Musk wants his own airport, and a 787 is back. Now in June, Bob the Racing Pigeon was found 4,000 miles away in the United States after getting lost racing back to Gateshead and Tenside from Guernsey Channel Islands. Bob's owner, Alan Todd, expressed that the pigeon took a wrong turn and landed on a ship that it was crossing the Atlantic. Three weeks later, Bob was found at the home of an Alabama resident. Sadly, Bob was covered in oil, but he was soon cleaned up and checked by a vet. Alabama Animal Shelter traced the pigeon back to Northeast England. Notably, Bob was wearing a microchip, which helped identify his roots. Thanks to the help of British Airways and IAG, Bob the Racing Pigeon was returned to his rightful owner. The Lufthansa Group has been a pioneer in Europe in launching sustainability-focused options for customers. Since a few months back, the airlines in the group have been offering passengers to offset their CO2 emissions from a flight during the booking process, and also pay for the group to use sustainable aviation fuel across its network. Now it has become the first international aviation group to launch a quote-unquote green fare, which it coins will offer CO2 neutral flying. The validity of the term, such as CO2 neutral flying, or as the UK government calls it, guilt-free flying, shall be left a matter for another day. Let's focus on the details of the new fare, which is indeed a first, and a step in the right direction. The group's new fare will have full CO2 compensation already baked into the price. This will consist of 80% offsets and 20% purchase of sustainable aviation fuel. Apparently, guilt-free flying means trading in priority security lane, priority boarding, and switching to an earlier flight on the day of travel for CO2 compensation. However, with the green fare, you also get an additional 20% status miles and 20% more award miles if you are a loyalty member. Furthermore, it includes free rebooking. Continuing on with another topic regarding the German carrier Lufthansa, despite already being the largest sustainable aviation fuel customer in Europe, the Lufthansa Group is looking to buy even more. This comes after the airline group and Shell International Petroleum Company have signed a momentum of understanding for exploring an even larger supply of SAF at airports worldwide. The two parties intend to initially agree on a contract for a supply volume of up to 1.8 million metric tons of SAF starting in the year 2024. 
For approximately seven years, such an agreement would be one of the most significant commercial SAF cooperations in the aviation sector, and the biggest SAF commitment for both Lufthansa Group and Shell to date. Once properly negotiated and defined, the agreement builds on Shell's ambition to have at least 10% of its global aviation fuel sales as SAF by 2030, and further enables Lufthansa Group to remain one of the world's leading airline groups using sustainable kerosene. Besides SAF, the airline group has gone under several phases of committing to sustainability from accelerating fleet renewals with new generation aircraft to continually optimizing flight operations. The European Airline Group also has a dedicated center for innovative climate protection technology known as the Queen Tech Hub through its efforts that extend to all the airlines and even cargo and engineering subsidiaries it is undoubted that Tanzo Group continually sticks to its model of making change fly. Elon Musk is once again making himself heard, with reported plans to build a new private airport in Austin. More precisely, the airfield should be located near Bastrop. The main reason why Musk is eyeing a new airport in this location is to enable private jet travel for himself and his executives. Indeed, the airfield will be located in a strategic position, given that many of Musk's companies including Tesla HQ, SpaceX, and the Boring Company are located within the catchment area for the new potential airport. For the time being, there is no precise information about the specifics of Musk's airport. However, it can be assumed that the airfield will have similar characteristics as Austin Executive Airport. Austin Executive Airport is characterized by a 6,025 feet runway. It covers an area of 130,000 square feet of community hangar space. However, no precise timeline has been shared regarding the start of construction. Nonetheless, building an airport is everything but an easy move. Musk will have to apply and wait to receive approval from the Federal Aviation Administration as well as the confirmation that the airport master plan aligns with environmental standards set by the FAA. Moreover, no information is currently available with respect to the exact location of the airport. Now, after 15 months of halted deliveries, the Federal Aviation Administration has given the green light of Boeing's inspection and modification plan for the Boeing 787 Dreamliner. This week's FAA approval is just the first step in a regulatory process with more stages ahead before deliveries can restart. Elvis Presley's private jet is now up for grabs. The aircraft in question is a 1962 Lockheed Jetstar L1329, purchased by the iconic singer and co-owned with his father Vernon Presley. It will go on auction along with nearly 200 items of Elvis memorabilia in August, with bidding starting at $100,000. This is, there's just one little catch. It's been sitting in a desert for over three decades. The private jet or artifact, as the auctioners are referring it to, 
currently belongs to a dedicated Elvis fan in his 80s who wishes to part with it so that it can be potentially restored for the world to enjoy. The King's Lost Jet is parked in Ro Roswell, New Mexico and is missing its engines. And while the original velvet seats have lost some of their glamour, the flight deck needs a whole lot of going over if anyone was to seriously contemplate restoring the plane to operational capacity. The jet is one of the only 204 manufactured between 1957 and 1978 in a private project between Jetstar and Lockheed. Other fans of the type included Frank Sinatra and President Lyndon B. Johnson. Elvis Presley also owned the second one, commonly referred to as Hound Dog II, in much better condition. The jet sits at Graceland along Lisa Mary, Elvis's Convair 880. Airbus could be canceling Qatar's remaining A350 orders, according to a new report from Reuters. The Reuters report cities two unnamed industry sources for the week ahead of the company's updated monthly order book, typically released around a week into the month. Over the past year and a half, the Airbus-Qatar relationship has been deteriorating rapidly over a paint issue found on double digits of the Middle East carrier's A350 aircraft. It started with a single plane that was sent to be replanted in early 2021 and has since escalated into a high court battle between the two aviation giants. Reuters reports that Airbus have revoked the remaining A350 orders to go to Qatar as the spat between the two continues to intensify. Reuters reports that Qatar Airways have been informed by the decision of the European plane maker. An anonymous industry source confirmed this to an anonymous industry source confirmed this to the public. According to data, the CH Aviation according to data from chaviation.com, 26 Airbus A350 aircraft have now been grounded due to the spat. This includes 7 of the larger A350-1000 and 19 A350-900s. The issue has affected aircraft across a range of ages. The youngest are affected aircraft is 3.41 years old and the oldest grounded plane is 7.81 years old. Now lastly, thanks to JetBlue's new service, six airlines again fly between Boston and London. It's a one-time daily flight. Took off from Boston to London Gatwick on August 4th, a bit later than initially anticipated due to delay in receiving more A321LRs. It marks the first time the airport pair has been served since Norwegian ceased it and all other long-haul routes. At the start of the pandemic, the aircraft operating JetBlue's first flight was registered November 4022 Juliet. The first Airbus A321LR was just delivered to the carrier. Like the others, it has just 138 seats, 2 Mint Studios, 22 Mint Suites, 24 even more space seats, and just 90 in core economy.
Gatwick Boston has had much airline service. Since 1990, it was seen Northwest, Virgin, American, and Delta. Between March 2016 and March 20, it was served by Norwegian with up to one times daily Boeing 787-9 operation. Since then, it has been unserved. So yeah, Aviation Fanatics, thanks for tuning in to listen to the fourth episode of the Talk Aviation Podcast. I'll see you next week with even more news. Good day.